there, and thank you for tuning in to the King's House Podcast. We are a non-denominational church located in McAllister, Oklahoma, reaching and serving those in our community and around the world. We believe church is not just something you go to, but a family you belong to. And a house is just a house until a family is there. Then the house becomes a home. So today we want to say, welcome home, as we jump into today's service. house love Jesus this morning. Man, it's awesome to have you here today. Awesome to see what God is going to do. I don't know if you're aware or not, King's House, but this is the last Sunday that we're going to be together in the year 2022. Can you believe that, man? Time flies when you're having fun, and even sometimes when you're not having that much fun, right? Yeah. Hey, but it has just been an incredible, incredible year to see what God has done at the King's House in the last year has been one of the most amazing things I've ever personally been a part of. I mean, honestly, from going to two services back in February to see how the church has grown, to see the people we've reached. I mean, it's really been spectacular. It has. And I warn Erica all the time. I say, babe, when you live with something extraordinary, you just get used to it and you start to take it for granted after a while. You know what I'm saying? Fellas, where are you at this morning? Who can identify? I mean, every day you're just living with greatness and you just start to take it for granted. And I just hope, man, I pray for the King's House Church that we don't take for granted what God has done and is continuing to do in this place. Because truly, it is beautiful. It is spectacular. It is really, really special. So please don't take it for granted. Please don't take your wonderful husbands for granted. Yes. Hey, I, I got a four or five minute little uh, year-end video I want to show you guys real quick. All right. Anybody here ready to give God glory? Signs and wonders 
Somebody better give God some praise in this room this morning. Incredible, man. What an amazing year. Seriously, thank you guys so much. Uh, none of these things would be possible if it wasn't for you attending, if it wasn't for you giving, if it wasn't for you serving. I mean, we do so many 
out of the box, crazy ways to love this community, to reach this community. And it takes each and every one of you. I mean, that's why at the King's House we say we are one body and everybody serves. Guys, it is so important. Are you kidding me? 535 salvations just from one little church in McAllister, Oklahoma, man. That is absolutely incredible. Incredible. Uh, if you were here last Sunday night, uh, we had a wild, crazy, awesome time. I'm super glad there wasn't a fire marshal here because I'm positive we were like way over the limit, weren't we? Man, uh, I think 25 people gave their hearts to Jesus last Sunday night. Adults, teenagers, kids, I mean, just incredible. It took me four or five days, but I finally got all the smell of uh, goat and donkey pee out of the great hall. I mean, it was really, really a special time, really. <laughs> All right, let's get going, guys. Uh, two weeks ago, I preached a message called Ghost of Christmas Past, because we're in this series called The Christmas Carol. And I gave you this incredible news, and I hope you still find that it's good news. But it doesn't matter how uh, broken your past was, how much healing you needed, how much restoration you needed. We serve a God that can take the broken pieces of your life and turn them into something absolutely beautiful. Man, I am just so thankful that's the hope of the gospel. There's nothing he can't set you free from, nothing he can't restore if you're willing to let go and to allow God to do those things in our hearts and in our lives. Last week I preached the ghost of Christmas present, and I tried to give you some, some helpful advice of living in the middle, the present, that frustrating time in your life where it doesn't feel like God's doing a lot all the time. You're standing in between God making you a promise and you seeing that promise fulfilled. And if there's one way to be successful through that journey is you got to trust God with a capital T. But how many of you know that God is a good God, is a faithful God, that he is going to finish what he started? So today as we wrap up this series, A Christmas Carol, it's probably no surprise to you I'm going to preach the ghost of Christmas future. And the story goes like this, I am in the presence of the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Lead on, said Scrooge, lead on. The night is waning fast, and it is precious time to me, I know. So lead on, spirit, lead on. I want to give you just two points this morning. Not hard to stay up with me today, but two points, two keys that I think are extremely crucial if you are going to be successful as you move into what God has for you in the future. Scrooge said them both in this story. Number one, this is the thing you have to have if you're going to be successful moving into the future, is you have to live your life saying, lead on, spirits. Lead on, spirit. This is crucial. Friends, can I say this? This is what Christianity is. We've made Christianity about so many things, and church has become so complicated, and it just makes me nauseous sometimes to think about how complicated and all the doctrines and the beliefs and the denominations and the, and the, the discord that, that lives within the church. I mean, it just, it's, it's unbelievable because when you boil it all down, being a Christian is being a disciple of Jesus, which is why he commanded us in the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations. Listen, I'm proud as heck to say that there was 535 people born again here. Like, I just can't tell you how proud that makes me. It's unbelievable, okay? But that's not the end result that we're really going for. I mean, that is an unbelievably crucial first step. I mean, not going to hell is some good news, somebody. It is. But Jesus didn't say go and make converts. He said go and make 
disciples of all nations. And a disciple is a disciplined follower. That's the definition of a disciple. And I want to give you a definition of what a follower is because this is what God's asking from each and every one of us. A follower is a devotee of a particular person, cause, or activity. Pay close attention to this one. It is a person who moves or travels behind. Look at your neighbor and say, behind. Behind someone or something. Now, this is where it really gets sticky for a lot of Christians. And I'm sure this doesn't apply to any Christian in this room, okay. But the other church down the street, they need to hear this. So I'm going to go ahead and just say it just in case. But this is where it gets really sticky for so many believers because we love to be in control. Don't we? The whole being behind thing, it's not really our, in our wheelhouse. What we really want to do is we want to be out in front because we want to make the decisions that we want to make. We want to make the choices that we want to make. We want to do what we want to do. But as Christians, we're courteous enough to say, oh, yeah, Jesus, I mean, if you want to come along, yeah, by all means, sure. We'd love to have you. That's, that's really not following friends, and after we've made all these selfish, sinful decisions, we say, oh, and Jesus, you see this big old mess I've created? Would you please bless that? Please just bless that. And then we're upset when Jesus doesn't bless it, like, oh, God's abandoned me. Like, no, knucklehead, you've done nothing to make horrible decisions. It's really difficult for God to bless that. Friends, that is not what being a follower of Jesus is at all. It's actually Quite the opposite. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, I want to show you what being a follower of Jesus actually is. It says this, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Verse 20, at once they left their nets and followed him. That's crucial. Keep going. Next verse. Going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing the nets. Jesus called them and immediately, this is important, they left the boat and their father and they. This is the blueprint King's house, if we are going to be successful as we move into the future, when Jesus calls, you follow. That's what you do. That's what being a follower is. It's adopting this heart and this mindset that says, lead on, spirit. Lead on wherever you're taking me. Just lead on. I want you to consider this. The disciples in particular, it's easy for us to read these stories and like 10 minutes later you've read the end of the story. So there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, drama built up in there, a lot of suspense. But imagine being those men that day on the beach when Jesus says, come follow me. And instantly, immediately, they leave their family. They leave their livelihood. The only jobs these individuals have ever known they leave everything that's comfortable and they leave everything that is familiar to follow after this man named Jesus. I know that this is not popular in the year 2022 here in the buckle of the Bible belt, but following Jesus still costs something, friends. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, this is what Jesus said about being a disciple. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must. Look at your neighbor and say, must. 
Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Every person that is in this room this morning, this is the same call and it is the same invitation that Jesus is extending to each and every person in this room this morning. As we go into the future, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow after Jesus. It begs some very simple questions when you talk about these kind of things. Pastor Mark, where is it that we're going? To which I would say, I have no earthly idea, no clue. How long is this going to take? How much is this going to cost? Well, what do you know, Pastor Mark? You seem pretty worthless at the moment. Do I have a witness? Yes, all God's. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I don't know where this road leads. I have no idea. I have no idea how long it takes. I have no idea how much it will cost. I'm assuming quite a bit. But let me tell you what I do know. I know what my response is going to be, and I know what your response needs to be. It's the same response that I've always had, and it's the same response that prayfully I always do have when Jesus calls my responses, lead on. Lead on, Spirit. Lead on. See, I've been wholeheartedly following Jesus for 23 years, and I, a lot of things I still don't know, but some things I do is that he has always been good. He has always been faithful. He has always blessed me more than I deserve. He has always taken care of me. He has always made things work out for my good. I'm going to keep on following him. Lead on, Spirit. It's this beautiful peace that you can come to when you can say with your whole heart, I don't have to know what tomorrow holds as long as I know who holds my tomorrow. That's really the only decision that I have to make. Listen, I don't make very many decisions in life. And that sounds bizarre, doesn't it? But it's the truth. I don't make a whole lot of decisions. The only decision that I make consistently is am I going to pray and am I going to obey? God makes the decisions for me. He gives me the blueprint. He shows me the way. It's not a decision of what am I going to do. The only decision is am I going to say yes and am I going to be obedient to Jesus? Am I going to say, lead on, Spirit. You've taken care of me this far. Lead on. I love the quote that Corey Ten Boone said. After surviving the Holocaust, after losing family members in concentration camps, she starts a ministry to reach the people that were running the concentration camps, which is just remarkable. But this is what she says about the future. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid. I don't have to know what tomorrow holds, friends. I don't have to know what the future holds as long as I know who's holding my tomorrow, friends. We're going to be okay. And I hope we get to this place that Peter came to in his life. Peter said a lot of really ignorant things. I can really identify with this guy, Peter. But he also said some profound things because Jesus preached this really uh, difficult sermon. Jesus was not a great church builder. Didn't seem to care a whole lot about people's feelings. I mean, he just spoke the truth, take it, leave it. Didn't seem like he lost a lot of sleep over it. He's preaching to this multitude of people and he says, hey, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have no part of me. And obviously the crowd's like, what? What, what he's saying is like, this is going to cost you something, man. This is not always easy. Scripture says that multitudes of people walked away from Jesus that day. Multitudes. 
And then he's so worried about it. I mean, he's just having a, a breakdown over it. He looks at his disciples and says, well, what about you guys? I mean, do you want to leave too? And Peter, in all his stupidity, he said this, which was so profound, this simple question, Jesus, where else would we go? Because you have the words of life. Come on, King's House. You need to be able to honestly say that from your heart this morning. Jesus, where else would I go? If I wasn't following you, what else exactly would I be doing? I'm sure many of you in this room have tried it on your own plenty of times. We know where those paths lead. Jesus, where else would we go? You're the only source of life. You're the only source of love, of joy, of peace. you got to come to that place in life that says, hey, I don't have a plan B. I've been following Jesus too long to turn back now. Those bridges are burned. Full speed ahead. Lead on, spirits. It's what God wants to get each of us in our lives. Whether you acknowledge it or verbalize it or not, you do have questions in your heart because they are born in there. Every human being on planet Earth has questions of how do I find my purpose in life? How do I find that? Surely to goodness I didn't just exist and I was born one day and I'm going to die another one and there's nothing that really matters. Surely there's something bigger for my life. How do I find my purpose? How do I discover God's plan for my life? You ask these questions to yourself. I want to experience true joy and true happiness and peace and passion and fulfillment. How do I find these things in life? He promised us life and life more abundantly. Can I tell you how you find all of those answers in life? Are you ready? You keep following Jesus. That's what you do. You keep following Jesus with the reality of he is the only source of all of those things. And I am willing to follow him out into the unknown. I am willing on my best day and on my worst day, I just keep following Jesus. Can I tell you, friends, I've probably had a whole lot more valleys than I had mountains. Anybody in the room can identify with that. I probably had a whole lot more losses than I had victories in life. The secret to finding your purpose, God's plan, his will for your life, friend, you just keep following Jesus. That's what you do. You just keep saying, lead on, spirit. I am going to follow you into the unknown, to the ends of the earth. If you'll lead me, I'll follow. If you want to be successful in your future, you have to adopt that mindset that I am just going to keep on saying, lead on, spirits. I'm in the presence of the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Lead on, said Scrooge, lead on. The night is waning fast, and it is precious time to me, I know. Lead on, spirit. Lead on. Those words are so true, so powerful for everyone in this room that the night is waning fast, and time is precious to you. Proverbs chapter 27 says this, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. The very sobering reality for all of us in this room today is that no one is guaranteed tomorrow. We're not one of us is guaranteed tomorrow. The only guarantee we have is today, is right here, right now. That's the only guarantee. And if you're anything like me, that makes you feel stuck all over again. It makes you feel like here we are in the middle again. Like I talked about last week, like, God, how am I supposed to believe for big things? 
how am I supposed to trust you for big things and at the same time understand that I'm not even guaranteed tomorrow and how do I make the most of the moment that I have right now? Here we are again, stuck in between those two worlds. And can I tell you, you're looking at a guy that suffered from being a prisoner of the next for years of his life. Maybe somebody can identify with me. A prisoner of the next, doesn't matter what's going on in your life right now, how good it is, how beautiful it is, all your brain can think about is, okay, God, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? I was a prisoner of it. It tortured me. It robbed me from so much life. Ten people could give their hearts to Jesus. I couldn't celebrate. Could have been 12. Should have been 15. Next week, next, 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 next. It's a miserable, horrible way to live your life. So what do you do when you find yourself here again in the middle of trying to believe God for some big things, but at the same time make the most of what you're guaranteed today? Let me give you this helpful advice. This is how Mark Kinnon lives his life now today. Dream as if you will live forever. Live as if you only have today. This is how you need to live your life. Dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you only have today. The second thing, if you want to be successful in the future, you got to live your life saying, lead on spirit. But secondly, you have to live with a sense of urgency. You have to live with a sense of urgency. The truth is, is that I am 39 years old. And I know that it's shocking to you. Because, Mark, you don't look a day over 25, you sexy old thing. You, you handsome redheaded devil. Wow. You aging like fine wine, boy, I know. Statistically speaking, I have lived over half my life. Average American male dies at the age of 76. That's really startling to me, that I have lived half of my life, statistically. Man, I hope God gives me more, but pretty average dude, so I don't know. Some of you haven't reached that milestone yet, living half your life. Some of you have well exceeded that. I mean, some of you round and third, headed on home. You are. Scrooge was confronted with the reality of his mortality when he saw his name on a gravestone at the graveyard. There was this fear that took over this terror, like, is that really my name on that stone? And yes, it was. And yes, every person in this room is going to have a headstone at a graveyard someday. You are. You're terminal. You're dying. Every person in this room. I know it's not very encouraging news, but we have to live with this sense of urgency because this is the reality that we live with. On your gravestone, my gravestone one of these days, going to have several things written on it. The first thing it's going to say is Mark Joseph Hennon, because that's my name. And the crazy thing about it is I didn't pick that name. It's a fine name. It is. Good name. My parents didn't consult me when I was born. I didn't pick that name. This is the name that I was given. The next thing that's going to be on that stone, it's going to say 11-17-1983. Because that was the day I was born. I didn't pick that day. God chose that day. I didn't pick my name. I didn't pick the day I was born. 
After that, it's going to say whatever date that God decides to take me home. My date of birth is going to be there. My date of death is going to be there. I don't pick that day either. Nobody does. You didn't pick your name. You didn't pick the day you're going to be born. You sure didn't pick the day you're going to die. Think about all those things. The only thing you get to choose is the smallest, seemingly most insignificant mark on that entire headstone is the only thing you get to choose. And that's the little bitty dash that exists between your date of birth and your date of death. It's the only thing on that whole tombstone that you get to choose. But friends, I'm telling you, you are 1,000% in charge of that dash. You are. You are 1,000% in charge of that dash. The question that you have to ask yourself today is, as you're striving to live with a sense of urgency, what will I do with the time God has given me? It's the only thing you get to choose. What are you going to do with the time that God has given you? You need to ask yourself that question because he is going to ask you that very same question when you stand before him one day. And we all will stand before a righteous judge and give an account for the things we did and the things we didn't do. He will ask you, what did you do with the time that I gave you? What did you do with the gifts and the talents and the abilities and the, and the callings and the anointings and the opportunity? What did you do? with what I gave you. It's a very sobering thought. I was probably 16 years old and my pastor uh, growing up, his name was Danny Fisher. Man, he's a fiery preacher, man. I just, I, I love him. He's still just a fiery, fiery preacher. He said something when I was 16, 17 years old. Man, it scared me to death. And it still haunts me to this day, all these years, 23 years later. He's preaching and he makes this statement. He says, you do understand that you only have one life to give God. And when he said it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks, this crushing reality is I only get one life and I only get one chance and I only get one opportunity. And when that opportunity is gone, the choices that I made during that opportunity, they don't end there. Those choices echo throughout all of eternity on and on and on and on. And that haunting thought still keeps me up at night sometimes. I only have one life to live. I only have one life to give Jesus. It motivates me on the days that I don't want to get out of bed. I mean, that thought alone of what am I doing with the time God has given me, it's the reason I approach life with so much passion. It's the reason I approach life with, with so much intensity and urgency. Friends, I only get one life. And for 23 years, people have told me, Mark, there's no way you can keep this pace up for 23 years. Listen, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to follow. 23 years, people have been saying, oh, you can't keep that pace up. Mark, you need to slow down. You need to take it easy. You know the crazy thing? Most people that give me that advice are people that are so backslidden, lukewarm, ain't doing nothing for the kingdom of God. Come on. Mark, you need to slow down. Your passion is convicting me a little too much. It makes me uncomfortable. Listen, friends, I've been chasing wholeheartedly after Jesus for 23 years. Can I tell you, I am more in love with Jesus today than I was 
23 years ago. Can I tell you, I am more passionate about Jesus today than I was 23 years ago. I don't have a choice. I have to live with urgency. People are dying and going to hell every single day of my life. Friends, I got all of eternity to kick back and take it easy. But as long as there's air in my lungs, I'm moving forward with passion. I am going to preach this gospel with boldness and courage. I'm going to live my life with urgency. You need to live your life with urgency. As you ask yourself, am I wholeheartedly following Jesus? Think about it. Ask yourself that question. I don't know. You do. The Holy Spirit that lives inside of you does. Am I wholeheartedly following Jesus? Ask yourself this question. What is stopping me from fully surrendering to God? What is it that's stopping me? I mean, my goodness, church, let's just talk real. No one in this room is guaranteed tomorrow. Some of you way past your prime. You've lived half, three quarters, nine tenths of your life. I mean, if you aren't going to fully surrender to God today, what in the world are you waiting for? Is there some more opportune time that I don't know about? Is there like some certain day like on the calendar that you have check marked? Like when I make it to this day, this I'm really gonna surrender my heart to God and I'm really gonna do what he's called me to do. I mean, what if that day doesn't come? When are you going to fully surrender your heart to God? Maybe it's the past that you're struggling with. Maybe some of those hurts, some of those wounds, some of those disappointments, you just can't quite let it go. Maybe it's the present. I mean, maybe the frustration, the mundaneness of the day-to-day -day sometimes, being stuck in the middle between those two worlds. It, it, it appears that God isn't as real or as relevant maybe as you thought he would be. Maybe you struggle to trust God. Could be very easily. Some of you have experienced some very hurtful, harmful things in life. And if you want to get technical about it, God allowed those things to happen. So how can I trust somebody that's already allowed all these things to happen? Maybe that's what you're holding on to. I don't know. Maybe it's the sin you just can't get past, man. You just stumble and stumble and stumble. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's some of the things that the world has to offer. Possessions. Maybe you just like being in control of your life. But you will never experience the fullness of what God has for you in the future until you are willing to fully surrender your today to Jesus. Wholeheartedly say, Jesus, I'm ready to follow you no matter the cost. As we finish out this very last Sunday in this calendar year 2022, I wanna leave you with this passage from Hebrews chapter 12 as a challenge, it says this, therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. You fill in the blank there, I don't know what your weight is, but you probably do, your past, your hurts, your wounds, your addictions, your sin, your possessions, your money, I don't know, but whatever that weight is, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us 
and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, man, this is good news, the author and the finisher of our faith. Can I tell you that if Jesus started a work in your life, he is faithful to bring that work to completion. He's not just the author of your faith, King's House. He's the finisher of your faith. He's not finished working with you yet, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I've been in this game for 23 years with my whole heart, and I have been everything but perfect and fallen more times than I could count, more failures than I could count. It can be so incredibly difficult to live your life wholeheartedly saying, lead on, Spirit, lead on. It can be so difficult leading, living your life with a sense of urgency when the world you live in is everything but that. It can be. And I'm not going to stand here and lie to you that it's, oh, it's just wonderful and it's easy and it's great and gosh, you're never going to doubt your decisions. And but here's one thing that I can tell you is that the joy that is set before you as you wholeheartedly pursue Jesus, so far outshines, supersedes any bit of darkness, any bit of hardship, any bit of struggle. Man, the joy that God has in store for you in this journey is so worth any cost that you have to pay along the way. Giving your life to Jesus, his perfect will for your life is the best thing that you could ever do with your life, King's House. It is. Would you bow your head and pray with me today? God, I love you so much. Holy Spirit, work in our hearts today. Show us the, the weights that we need to let go of. Show us the sins that we just continue to get ensnared in. Show us the things that are holding us back. God, bring us to the place where we can honestly say, lead on, Spirit. Lead on wherever you want us to go, whatever you want us to do. We are choosing today to live with a sense of passion and urgency, wholeheartedly following you, Jesus, wherever you lead us. God, I thank you today for what you've done in this church, for what you're currently doing. And God, I'm so thankful for what you're going to continue to do. God, you are so good, and we are so thankful we're going to be so careful to give you all the praise and all the glory. In the beautiful name of Jesus, everybody said, give God some praise this morning, church. All right. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, right here. Please be here. Please invite a friend. We are going to have an incredible Christmas service with candles carols, communion, unbelievable music talent on the stage. Like It's going to be a serious night to remember, guys. 7 o'clock right here, Wednesday night. God bless you guys.
Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you are ever in need of prayer or wish to speak to a pastor, please email us at info at And if you would like to give towards the ministry of the King's House, you can do so by visiting our website, thekingshouse.church slash giving, or you can text any dollar amount to the number 84321 and simply respond to the prompts sent back to you. If you're ever around the area and want to visit, we meet each week at 124 V. Hubert Smith Drive in McAllen. Oklahoma. You can even plan your visit ahead of time where you can reserve your seat, your parking spot, and even pre-check in your children before arriving on the Sunday service of your choice. Just fill out the quick form at our website. Hey, we know life is busy, so be sure to click the subscribe button so you can catch all our latest messages. You can even listen to KH Worship original songs from Spotify, Apple Music, or other streaming services. We look forward to seeing you soon.